edition of the From the Stands podcast. I am Sean, joined as always by my brother, Ian. Ian, we're back. We're back talking basketball. And Rob Shaw is back. Welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Pod God is back. We, that means we got hoops to talk about. Tons of stuff went on since we last came on here. I, I went on Rob's podcast, talked a little trade deadline. Um, it feels like a lot of those takes are aging okay. You know, still got a little bit of ways to go. Um, but we're excited. Let's get some, let's get going on some hoops here. I almost made the entire podcast reactionary to your podcast because I had so many thoughts and comments. However, when I listened to the podcast, I was on holidays or I had just come back from holidays. So now with coming back to work, that's all, that's all out of my brain. So let's get to some fresh stuff, Rob. And we got about 20 games to go. That's going to be a theme. We're in the, we're in the fourth quarter of the NBA season. Which means now you can start to talk about MVP. We're not not in the first twenty games. Uh, you can tickle a little bit in the next twenty, but when you're in the fourth quarter of the NBA season, that's when you can really get a full picture. So let me lay out the odds as found on a reputable gambling website for the MVP right now. Mr. Joel Embiid is minus one thirty. Nikola Jokic is plus 275. Giannis is 6 to 1. Ja Morant is 9 to 1. DeMar DeRozan is 10 to 1. Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm spacing. Booker, what's his first name? Oh Devin. my God. Devin Booker is 20 to 1. Steph Curry's 20 to 1. And Luka Doncic is 30 to 1. Everyone else is well into the 200s. So really, we're talking about these, you know, 8 to 10. First off, who's your MVP? If the season ended today, if the season ended today, it's probably Joel Embiid for me. Just you have an all-star or a second all-star who's on your team and you get zilch from him for 60 to 70% of the season. And you're just carrying a Sixers team that has okay pieces, but needs another star. And until Harden got there, it was all on those big, broad shoulders. But the season doesn't end today. And Joel, you know, I'll reserve comment. But the season doesn't end today. Are you picking him going forward to win the MVP then? Oh, God. Which is stuff. difficult. It's difficult because anything could happen tomorrow. We could have the season could shut down. So I know it's a difficult question. But if Joel Embiid is your, is your MVP right now, would you put money on him is my question. You know what the you know what really sucks about this question? I gotta apologize to fucking Ian. That's what my issue is with this question. Uh, so not the pod that we were the last time the three of us were together. John Morant MVP came up, and I said to Ian, "What is his narrative?" And then gave him about three seconds, and I said, "Oh, took too long. He doesn't have the narrative chance." And now. If I was putting money down, he's found his narrative. I'd be betting John Moran. He has engaged the national media, and I know he's done it because the the Twitter timeline is just filled with hate. And, like, once you start getting hate for doing amazing things, you've reached, like, the apex. Like, he dunked your boy Jakob Hurdle into the Matrix the other night, and... Instead of everybody, the buzzer the beater was way more impressive. I'm not going to lie. Like the combination of the pass, the one foot, it, it was, I think the, obviously the OG buzzer beater in the moment carries more, uh, more weight. weight and, and more meaning, but man, that was fucking impressive. Wait, the, the Jakob Pertle thing is, well, one, we found out that you're a giant, so this might not apply to you, but like, when you're playing on like the lower hoops and you're trying to dunk on your friend, like they have to start in the back corner and then you start at the opposite corner and like you yeah, try yeah. and meet yep. each other. Yep. Yeah. Jakob Pertle did that. Perfect. That's what makes that dunk so good. Jakob Pertle met him like outside the dotted, like, mm -hmm. Oh, even if this guy wants to dunk, do you know where he'd have to take off from? And Ja just took off from there body to body and unleashed a right hand Thor like hammer. And he kept rising, which was wild, right? And like, Pirtle met him in the right spot because Pirtle's good. 
No, no, right? no. Portal like, was in the right spot. Portal's not really to good. To dunk from there. Uh-uh. And he just kept rising and rising. And you kept wondering, like, is he going to have to adjust and lay it in? He's like, no. No, I'll, I'll just try and snap this rim off on this seven-footer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Twitter, like, I found uh, Hawks fans hating on it. Like, I can't believe people are so excited about two points. The, the game is supposed to be fun. That's a very exciting two points. Like, I can't there believe... Was, there was hate for that? It was a... It was a Man, am I happy that the Hawks fans. are 29 and 32. Yeah, no, you it was a losers. referendum on, like, oh, is dunking even that cool? Yes, it, it oh is. Oh, my God. It is. Obviously, it's cool. We still have to sit through four out of every five years that a dunk contest sucks in hopes that we get one that is fantastic. It is literally the coolest thing about the game. It, it it's that's walk off home run bat flip. That is Michigan move in hockey. It's 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 amazing. Well, especially especially like the average person can't do. Right. It's, it, yeah. And that's I think what and then Ian obviously we'll let you get in here, but the the curry like that's what the curry thing is is such a phenomenon because every kid in the world watches Steph and goes I could do that, even though there's absolutely no way that they can. They look at it and go, I'm shooting. You know, everyone can shoot. Not everyone can dunk. And that's and, why Steph is on my Mount Rushmore of influential players. For sure. What, like that just influence the game. Yeah, pick me up from 40, from 40 feet. That's what you got to do. Um, Ian, I, we don't – one day I will – put in the time and effort to make this a YouTube segment. The entire thing will be posted on YouTube because in the background, you're waving your hands, you're shaking your head. You, <laughs> you got thoughts, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Nikola Jokic is the MVP, right? Yeah. And, and I think what Joel is doing is great. I do think that, you know, one of two things is going to happen to end the season. It's either going to be a, a, a hardened level inflation of the numbers or hardened deflation of the numbers. So I think that's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, he's at like 29.8 points a game now. I, 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 I struggle to think that he's going to be able to hold on to that for the rest of the way with someone as shot happy as Harden. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my pick is Jokic. And everyone that's talking, you know, I think Zach Lowe said this and he's absolutely right about, you know, everyone's going crazy because Philly's the, Philly's the, you know, the three seed and they're three games difference. Right. So like the whole, Oh, ask me a winning team argument. Like it's three games difference. And look like I think halfway, I think at three quarters into the season, you know, we can talk about the Embiid. Hey, he doesn't have Simmons. Um, he does have $35 million Tobias Harris. I mean, that, that counts for something, right? Yeah, $5 million cap hit. That's what it counts for. A yeah. So, million cap hit. so, so, so again, we'll stand in the so corner again, for your 35 so, million. <laughs> but the, the difference, the, the difference with Yoke, there is no difference with Jokic. I mean, his supporting cast is, you know, when, when Jamal is out and when Porter's out is Monty Morris, Will Barton, uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, Austin Rivers. Like wh- what exactly are we talking about? Right. So Jokic is doing stuff offensively for a guy his size that frankly we've just never seen before. And 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 you want to talk about highlights. We can talk about the jaw highlight if you want. Uh, but that that yes. pass that Jokic made, th- there's not a there's not a basketball player the, yeah, the two handed one, hit, the two handed one that almost was touched, but literally was cross, hit right in the pocket. Okay, cross, make sure. it was like yeah. cross court, yeah, yeah, like right hand, backhand. It was ridiculous, and there's not a player in the history of the league that makes that pass. Not you one. Know who man. tries to make that pass often? Carl Anthony Towns, and it ends in hilarity. Like dude serving popcorn in row three. Head needs to be on a swivel when Towns wants to be Joker. I don't mind, you know, guys expanding their game though. So, like, I'm always going to support Towns. You know, maybe make the simple ones first, and then we can get into the Jokic stuff. But, but what we're seeing from him, right? Like, I think part of the reason that you know Nash got his back-to-back MVPs and Curry's always in the MVP conversation, and it's you know, and and I, I can't even say Durant, but these guys that just change the way you think about basketball and and change the way that basketball quote unquote should be played. And, you know, what Jokic is doing is 
we've, we've just never seen anything like it. And, you know, the same way that Curry changed the game with three, right? The same way that, you know, Dr. J changed the game with being able to dunk. You know, there's certain players that are like that, that just change what is what you believe is possible. And Jokic is changing what is possible for a man at that size. He He's like, I know Embiid's averaging more points and like, I get that. Right. I mean, he's doing it on way less shooting and more shots. What we're seeing from Jokic, we just we can't take for granted. And and I think we did this when Giannis won his back to back is that we we took the Giannis stuff for granted and then sort of wrote Giannis off in the MVP discussion again. We can't let that happen to these guys. They're too special. So what I would say to that, and again, I, I think either one winning would be deserving. And you know, to, not to Hell, make this... Giannis winning would, would be deserving. Yeah, I, I would lose a wink of sleep of, of any one of them. No, I think those those are the three to me. They're in their own tier. And then um, John DeMar. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get to my the person that I would put money on in a minute. But um, what I would say about Joel is, if we think about think back to last year, right? We always talk about narratives. There's a thing. There's going to be a level of sympathy for him. Because he was the MVP front runner before he got hurt last year. So there is going to be a level of that. There's going to be a level of, and it's not fatigue because Jokic is not, does not bring a fatigue narrative to this, right? Unlike, and by the way, if you're tired of watching Jokic, just stop watching that's my point. sports. This isn't James Harden in Houston. It's not like that. This isn't even Russ. Giannis, even Giannis, or because again, or, or you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that. I know LeBron's the best player in the league, but fuck, we got to give it to someone else every once in a while. You're not going to get that with this. That's not what I'm saying. But the back-to-back thing obviously is difficult because you want to try and remember a season by that specific player's input to to the season's success. And so what I would say is I think Embiid has that going for him, right? The Harden thing I think is absolutely a, something to keep an eye on. we got 20 games left. He's averaged 35 basically 35 10 and four with Harden God, two blocks a game and the two, but it's two games. We don't know. Right. It's, and they played the Knicks and the, and the T-Wolves who, you know, can't defend anyone. So I would say that I think if, if like my life was on the line, I would put, I would take Embiid because of the narrative piece. Obviously all of these guys are deserving, but do not bet minus minus one thirty, please. That is crazy. You can't do that for MVP with 20 games left. And, and with Embiid's injury history, with the Harden integration. No, 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 no. With what you're doing. Me. And to your point, yeah. Yes, they're third in the East. And yeah, the East is better than the West this year. But you, you said th- what, three three losses in the loss column difference between the two teams. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not talking. This isn't like Westbrook winning 45 games. And, and Harden winning Harden, 65. Right. We're not talking about that. Or Kawhi winning 62. That's not what we're talking about. Can what you, I, after the first three, what were the odds? So after the first three, yeah, I'll repeat them. So after the first three was Ja at nine to one. So just I'll quickly rattle it off. Embiid minus 130, Jokic plus 275, Giannis six to one, Ja nine to one, DeMar 10 to one, Booker 20 to one, Curry 20 to one, and Luca 30 to one. Like that bet. Which? Luca. So that's what I was getting to. That's the narrative that can build off of this. People will forget the fact that he came in out of shape. He's 30 to one, 30 to one that you have. Listen, I know this isn't necessarily a gambling podcast. I am not telling you to go spend your hard earned money on what is chance, but 30 to one with Luka Doncic, who is currently averaging 28, nine and nine with, you know, a 51% effective field goal percentage, which is a little lower for him than his, than his averages. He's been shooting over 40% from three for the past, like 20 games, which if he can do that is, and is playing on a high end defensive team now. Yeah. Like he's, he, he, and, and, but for a while it wasn't necessarily that way. Like, yeah, Finney Smith can, is your, your stopper across the board, you know, Powell plays hard. Bullock is kind of that three and D, but you know, you're not writing home about, about Bullock. Um, and then Brunson, right? And their bench was uh, like atrocious. But at 30 to one, you have to sprinkle that. Like you just have to. You, you would be, it, it would be honestly 
malpractice. You're doing yourself a disservice. To. Yes, it's malpractice not to. It's malpractice. But what NBA. has to happen for his narrative to get him into the conversation for real? He has to win well, the scoring title. The top which means five are the ballot right now. I agree. But in the last, let's say, third of the season, quarter of the season, the Mavs are like 21 and seven. And, you know, if we're talking about a team that was sort of out of it, lackluster, whatever, if they find a way to get in with like that Grizzlies Warriors group, which like they'd have to continue this tear. And if, and if they're 21 and seven, they'd have to finish their, their next 20 games at like 17 and three, 16 and four. Yeah, like have, I think they have to win 75% of their games to get yeah, in. Yeah. And, and, and again, you're talking, you know, Warriors are sputtering big time. So Steph's out. Um, like I said, it's not like I would go and bet a, like if I was just a regular dude going bet a Gino on thirty to one. I wouldn't bet like, a full unit on it, but you you'd take. But a, should a you? Yeah, unit. yeah, should should you sprinkle like a few bucks on it? Why not? I mean, if we're talking about guys who have been, you know, sort of the best versions of this, themselves, Luca has definitely jumped in that group below John Demar, but he's knocking on the door. Would you say he jumped into that group after somebody boldly drafted him in their all-star draft? It, it very well could have been, yes. In their all-NBA draft, yes. Yeah, like like when somebody boldly drafted him ahead of LeBron James, could you say that's when like the turning point happened? I do have sources inside the Mavericks locker room that do say that he listens to the From the Stands podcast or at least has ties to this podcast. I can't confirm or deny what I just said, but I can confidently show. say it. I can confidently say that I know Luka Doncic in some capacity, you know, Uh, whether that's true or not, that's up for you guys to decide. So it's going to be interesting to watch. And I don't, I didn't want to just spend the rest of this podcast going down the same fucking rabbit holes that everyone else does. How do we look with Philly? We're going to, I want to touch Philly a little bit, but what about the Nets? What about the Lakers and what a disaster that they are? I don't want to do all that. What I do want to look forward to. By the way, if we talk about the Lakers, I will consider this podcast a failure. We are not talking about the Lakers. They are pers- They are not on the ballot for our lineup today. What we are going to talk about, though, is what, again, being in the, sticking with the theme of being in the fourth quarter of the NBA season, looking a little bit forward to our favorite playoff matches, matchups. So you guys can go off the board as long as it's within reason and pick your favorite playoff matchup. I'm going to go out right away and just say, we all know that the favorite playoff matchup is Philly and the Nets. So let's put that one to the side because that's too obvious. If the season ended today and we, and LeBron got his way and in two in a year ago, they got rid of the play in the, this is what the matchups would be. The heat would be playing the Nets. The bulls would have the Raptors. The 76ers would have the Celtics. The Bucks would have the Cavs. That's the Eastern Conference. In the West, Suns, Clippers, Warriors, T-Wolves, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Jazz, Mavericks. Again, you do not have to pick one of those. But Rob, what would be your favorite playoff matchup for round one to watch? So Nets and Heat is an easy one, but I'll save that for one of you guys. Jazz, Dallas, just could like just fix so many things for me like luca could have a big moment i it's no secret that i think the jazz suck like i want them to blow up the whole thing like not just the team but the whole organization so like what do you hate more the jazz or Giannis's game oh i guess it was the jazz or the bucks you you had just had a personal yeah, yeah i don't the i don't care for either of them the milwaukee sucks and i don't like the utah jazz either <laughs> okay so, like, if they get bounced in the first round again, like, you got to blow it up. Like, you just have to. And then if the Mavs win, it's Luka getting a playoff win and has he taken the next step? Does a good every good playoff game or every extra game is another 100000 for my boy Jalen Brunson in the offseason? But just for the sheer pressure that's on the Jazz organization, because they've been, I don't even think good is the word. They've been consistently above average. Like they've been the two seed. They've been the three. They've been the, like, they've been in the playoffs and just have legitimately nothing to show for it. 
besides passing COVID around the league. Like that is the biggest thing they've done in the last five years. Wow. Wow. Went right for the jugular with that one. That, that, that video will be burned into my memory of, of Gobert touching all the microphones. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that for as long as I live. And it could have been anybody. And it's just like that bad lapse in judgment. Like the mics are live and everybody's watching. I'm not giving him shit for it. suck. Yeah. I'm not giving him shit for it. They were talking 2020. You know what I mean? We're literally in, it's like a week away from the anniversary. If you want to call it one of the entire fucking league being shut down. The world, the world. What did, what did we have? This podcast was birthed out of the pandemic because we reviewed the last dance as people who were not alive or not old enough to truly watch and appreciate Jordan and the bulls. That's how this whole thing started. Wait, is that your origin story? It's actually, it started with who's better Brandon Ingram or Ben Simmons. That was our first video ever. It was an Instagram video that we had. And I tell me you guys got it right. I had Ben Simmons. Ian had Brandon Ingram. Ian, two points to you. Of oh course. I mean, God. how is this even a this discussion? This is two years ago we're talking about. Ben no, no, no. Simmons was clearly oh, I had a better player draft. two years ago. During, I had this at draft. Oh, I just did. was out on Simmons. Um, I was wrong on some of the reasons I was out. Like, I thought some of the ball handling wouldn't transfer. Um, that transferred fine. Who would have known that? His brain stayed in Australia. Just to be fair, being the number being the number one pick and not making the tournament just is not acceptable. He also didn't play. He didn't play. It's really what it comes down to. He didn't play. He played one game. LSU didn't make the tournament. He played. No, no, no. Simmons played. He played it. Absolutely played. Who was the? No, I thought Kyrie only played ten games. Sorry, you're right. You know, Simmons played, and Simmons played. Didn't want to go to the NIT. He said. You're right. Nah. And you're they right. made a Showtime video about it. All right, that. fine. You're right. And objectively, Ben Simmons has been a better NBA basketball player than Brandon Ingram. It's fine. Yeah. So, sure. Ian, who, then who is your favorite playoff matchup? You can take a current one or you can go off the board. Well, Heat Raptors would be pretty great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And, and Bulls Raptors would be good too. I, first of all, as a Raptor fan, Neither of those teams make me nervous in the least. But, you know, if I'm going to stick with my original pick with Miami and Toronto, I just think that would be great. I mean, all the storylines, Kyle coming home, um, you know, old Kyle versus new Kyle. Um, you know, you sort of have the BAM, you know, is, is Scotty Barnes new age BAM, um, you know, that type, that type thing. And then you have, you know, Siakam and Butler, right? And, you know, the, and I think, you know, on Twitter alone, the Heat, Raptors would be great because, you know, Raptors fans be talking about how Jimmy Butler's got the worst contract in the league because he does. And, you worse know, worse than and, Tobias Harris. Yes. I don't know about that. Jimmy Butler makes $52.4 million in 2025, 2026. Yes, it's worse. No, it's not. He's yes, at least effective on the basketball court. Come on. Jimmy Butler is a great player. Like, someone I, someone I thoroughly enjoy watching and respect a great deal. That is the worst contract in basketball. And I know no one watches more Miami Heat games than you and he's, Miami Heat fans, but he's still. Shooting, he's shooting 19% from three. That's that's honestly an upgrade for him. It's that's an upgrade. And, and, what, and what are we DeMar talking DeRozan about? DeMar DeRozan is, in the MVP, is on the MVP ballot. What's he, what does he shoot traditionally? I think he's actually shooting like 30%. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's also averaging like basically 30. I know. Right? At, the, at, at the end of the day, the matchup itself, right, between, you know, and I also think heat culture versus, you know, sort of Raptors development system. I think that would be good. Spo and Nick Nurse. I think, like, you know, the universe would sort of implode if that happened. I just think there's a lot to love. You guys a lot made a trade at the beginning of the season. Like, you guys have been linked together this season. There's- For sure. There's a lot there. And, 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 you know, and obviously for the Bulls, if it was Bulls-Raptors, like, that's DeMar's chance to, like, Shut us up, this and right not not, not that yeah not that he want not, not that you know we didn't love him or that we still don't love him, but that's his chance to be like hey man like you guys went and won a chip that's great I'm gonna put 45 in your face everyone told this me is that in I my notes to ask you guys like hey right now if things were regular and there was no plan you'd match up with the Bulls are you guys do they worry you 
because they're really good in the regular season and they're just a team that like I think the two team the team ahead of them Miami is better than them the two teams directly behind them in the standings are better than them they're better than Cleveland. Don't be disrespectful. They, no, no, they are. No, better no, than Cleveland. They're, they're not better but than I don't the think Sixers Boston or the Bucks. Would be scared to fight no. to play them. No, and and again, I wouldn't necessarily be scared to play Chicago either. Nick Nurse has Vucevic's number, right? You go. I mean, you know, to, to to bring up my inner David Fisdale, you know, take that for data. Go back and look at his numbers, right? Against Nick Nurse, it's it's a bloodbath. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, you're throw you Freddie's chasing around Levine, and I'm just throwing all the wings I can at DeMar, right? Well, and, and then all you got to hope is that you you just got to hope you can score enough to keep up. Well, I would objectively rather play the Bulls than, than the Heat. First and foremost, DeMar yeah. DeRozan's never had a good playoff round in Toronto in his entire career. So at least he gets to come here and play. Um, the, no one, no zinger, no no laughs, nothing. Why, are we Why still, would you get a laugh for that? Sad? It's a cheap shot. He's been unbelievable. Yes, he has been this year for the Chicago Bulls. He's the best story in the league. He, we had a better plus minus with him on the bench when he played in Toronto. Um, the, the other thing that I would say is just uh, from an ab- absolute matchup perspective, to Ian's point, I think that we match up really well against the Bulls, right? Because Vooch isn't killing you down there. And we got OG to throw at DeMar. You can have you can have Gary Trent and and Freddie chase around Levine. Even with like the, the at the defensive end, obviously I worry with if they're fully healthy with Crusoe and 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 Lonzo, and, uh, Lonzo because they can our two best you know right. Oh, Siakam's so much improved at the from a creator at, at the offensive end, but you know our two best probably our two best scorers in the half court would be Freddie and Gary just from a shot making perspective. But again, I still feel like that's disrespectful to Siakam. He's been so fucking good. But uh, yeah, the Bulls don't necessarily scare me. They would be favored, and they should be. But I would way, I would way rather play the Bulls. I would way. I'd happily bet Toronto in that series. Uh, yeah, and, but the Heat. I don't know, man. Pat Williams, Lonzo, and Caruso coming back. That is a lot of defensive chops for a team that, by the way, like it needs to be called out that Chicago was hanging in the second slot without all those without players those for yeah. the majority of the season. Right? I no, mean, no, that's fine, and they could still be just the way they would be favored. I think Toronto would be a good money bet. Good bet. Like, yeah, they'd be a yeah. good bet. It's like, and, it's and, like sprinkling on Doncic. Yeah, it makes and sense. By the way, Billy Donovan can flat out coach. I mean, he is, I don't think he's at the Spo, Nurse, Pop, that group. But I do think that, like, Billy's in the next tier. He's done an amazing job. And I, I think what you got to look at is the development of that rookie, AO. I mean, they're, they just keep getting production from guys. Uh, Javante Green is another one. I just like them. But that that won't be a good one to go back to the original point. So uh, I'll be really quick because then I want to get to the last two two segments here. Um, I would love to see T-Wolves and Warriors, not only for just the endless takes about the the Wiggins trade, but uh, first off, I I just want to see the T-Wolves play in the playoffs. I just do. I want to see Anthony Edwards play in the playoffs. I want to see Anthony Edwards play. I want to see Cat play in the playoffs too. Give him that spotlight. Yeah, it could be 4-1, but it would be fun. That's all I'm going to say. It would be fun. I'll have a different answer there. And also, I didn't know Danny Ainge is with the Utah Jazz. That was just a revelation to me today. Okay. Yeah, he's like uh, the new president. Yeah. So. And, and they didn't get rid of um, the guy beneath him. Shoot, I can't remember his name. But he was the guy. He, he's been really good in Utah, and he was running the whole show. And then the new owner came in and is like, oh, Danny, we're boys. We play golf on Sundays. Want to come be the president? <laughs> and when we lose in the first round to the Dallas Mavericks, you can help blow this bitch up. And that would be one of the worst matchups for them in the first round would be the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, any team they, that they're, basketball is Yeah, well, no, I, they're, they're praying for um, for T-Wolves. They're praying. Or e- yeah. even even Denver they would rather have than, uh, than Dallas. But if they wind up with Denver, the – visceral tweets i'm firing off as Jokic is dismantling rudy like you should probably pay for these because i'm like first of all i'm starting with the black panther is this your king wow he's just destroying rudy i don't disagree but they would rather play a superstar who plays center than a superstar who plays guard that's all i'll say agreed so let's have a little raptors corner we touched on it a little bit but we got to give Ian. A, we got to give Ian a little bit of runway. But before we get, you know what? No, let's start with Ian. 
The Raptors are 34 and 27. I don't know the score, but they're playing the Detroit Pistons tonight, which means they're probably going to be 34 and 28 because they can't beat Dwayne Casey for some reason. The guy is like 30 and 100, and I'm not actually not kidding. He's 30 and 100 against the rest of the league and 5 and 0 against the Raptors since he went over there or something crazy like that. So, Ian, they're one and a half game, uh, games back of Boston. What are we thinking? Came off two rough losses, responded with two great wins. Where are we at? What's the temperature? I mean, they're just good. They're they're genuinely just good. And, you know, like I didn't love the Thaddeus Young move. I talked about that on, on Rob's podcast. And most of the reason why was because I'm just never going to celebrate. I'm never going to celebrate owners saving tax dollars when that doesn't help me, the fan, right? All that does is help, you know, two massive corporations who own the team. So, you know, I think that part matters. And, you know, I, I think I, I wish, oddly enough, a guy like Dragic is a guy they could have used, although we played him on Tuesday night and man, does he look washed. So I, I again, love that I, too. Oh, he looks washed. I Malachi mean, he got a couple, made Malachi. Yeah, made he got like a couple a buckets and shushed the crowd. And that was nice. And like the guy wants to wonder why he wasn't playing in Toronto is because he's bad. And on defense, he's a turnstile. Like it's really, really bad. Um, anyway, so. You know, you can't get into it without talking about Dragic, but you just have to be thrilled with the development of these guys. I mean, you know, I know I know the internet, you know, would tell me that Evan Mobley is better than Scotty Barnes, and it's possible, but can can someone show me the piece of evidence that tells me he definitively is? Right. I mean, and we're going into the season, we're like, oh, you know, maybe we'll, you know, we'll probably be in the lottery again or whatever. And here they are playing great and they've been short all year, but what they're getting from Barnes, Siakam's going to be on an all NBA team. Obviously the Van Vliet piece. I'm thrilled with where they are. And by the way, any of those teams, I think the team we'd least like to see in the playoffs is probably Philly. Yes. Any of those other teams, not, not even the lead, not even concerned in the least. Yeah. It's a 50, 50 shot. Yep. Without question. Yep. Particularly I- since like, you know, we, we talked about Chicago and I, I don't need to belabor it, but, you know, there's a lot of guys in Toronto that have had some really deep runs and were impactful in those runs. The, the, there's just not that same experience in, in places like Chicago and obviously Cleveland and Boston. None of their core pieces, other than Caruso, have had a run. Legit none. No, so, he hasn't had a great run, but he's had runs. Yeah, okay, he went he to the conference finals. Once, yeah. yeah but even still. We, no, we it matters. Watched, we, yeah, it, but we watched it, Rob. He was also getting literally... Literally eviscerated on social media the entire time. Rob, um, it came out today on Zach Lowe's podcast that and I don't like doing the whole, hey, did you listen to a podcast? Let's talk about what other people talked about. Well, but this piece, this piece was important. Okay. That there was rumblings that Chris Porzingis was potentially heading to Toronto. The asking price for, from Dallas was Goran Dragic, no problem, and Gary Trent Jr., and apparently, Masai threw his phone into Lake Ontario. That's as he should. That yeah, that that Gary Trent piece is a little bit of a snafu. I would think little... so. Oh man, you don't think so? No, no. He said I would think so. Oh, yeah, I said I would. I said so. you don't think so. Of course. Like, we're, we're Gary Trent Jr. is the best player in the trade. He yeah, he'd no. be the second best player on the Mavs. Like today, instantly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he can, he actually stays on the court. He, He's penthouse Tim Hardaway. Right. Man, that's, wait, before we get into this, I just, to break the fourth wall, I just want the fans to know that after Sean said that Dwayne Casey owns Hold the on, Raptors, hold on. Ian's recording. No, it's fine. Tell me the score. Save yourself some sleep. Go, go visit that beautiful wife of yours, buddy. You guys are down 17 in the third. I swear I didn't know the score. On, on my kids, I didn't know the score. It's 87 to 70 with 335 left in the third. It's you know what's going to be great, though? Time, you know what's going to be great is that you're going to watch that. I'm going to watch it. And Nurse is going to get them within, like, five. That, that's plausible. I, but, like, I just – I had to know. I was like, wait, does he own them that bad? And then, like, I turned – Yeah, I think he's, like, 9-0. It's five. I think it's five. Is it nine? Mm-mm. 
Well, he's in his fourth season. He, we have not beat oh, him since. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He'll be 9-0. and And I, when I tell you, he's 30-100 and 100 against the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Case, Case deserves credit. I mean, he's doing well. I mean, look, obviously they stink, but Kate's you got to be really happy good. with got to be happy where really Sadiq Bay is. Gotta oh, yeah. be really happy with Cade. Um, you know, you got to be happy with with the vets you've signed between Corey Joseph and Kelly Olynyk. Oh, and Killian um, Hayes is a Jeremy is a, Great. J- Jeremy is Grant absolutely is incredible. Good. Killian Hayes is he stinks garbage. <laughs> um, you know, but Hamadou Diallo slides in there. He's okay. Isaiah Stewart's okay. They got like, I wouldn't say like they're knocking on the door of contention by any means, but Case has done a good job there. Does the OG uh, injury scare you? Because this is again, it's if it's not something, it's another thing with him. And I'm not being critical. Not there's critical. an argument to be made that OG is the team's most important rotation player. And the reason I say that is because, you know, obviously the team's best players are Siakam and Van Vliet, right? Although Scotty's knocking on the door. Um, but the, the thing with OG is that he's so malleable. You need to play center. No problem. I'll go guard the center and rebound and do all the dirty work. Oh, you need me to get like 20, 22 and play the two guard guard a bunch of wing guys and just like be consistent and knock down shots. No problem. I can do that too. So like, he just brings a level of stability that, you know, the rest of the rotation doesn't have. And on a night like tonight where there's no Freddie, no OG, I mean, regardless who you're playing, it's going to be a bit of a slog. So I think the two weeks, obviously you have to take it. He has to get healthy, but the OG pieces makes me nervous. Cause again, it, it feels like it's always something. Well, let's get to the main course. You brought a new segment to the, to the From the Stands podcast. It's called There's No Way That's True. This is where we get to travel back in time and talk to our former selves and tell them something about this NBA season that is actually true that there's no way that we would believe if we told ourselves back in September. I will give you an example. The Minnesota Timberwolves are 34 and 29 and in a playoff spot. If you went back to Sean Stansfield in September of 2021 and told him that the Minnesota Timberwolves would be over 500 and in the first play-in spot, I would say, Rob Shaw, there's no way that's true. What's What's yours? So when you sent me this, I, I really wanted to talk about Shaq throwing P, weak old P. <laughs> like, like I, I really, really did. Because th- that, that's crazy. Like, if you would have like, told no, any There's no way that's true. This, there's no way that's true. No, then, then Shaq needs to fight Gary Payton. Because Gary Payton. Oh, no. That, that's the segment title. Come oh, on, oh, Rob. Oh, that, play along. Let's say. go. Come on. But my real one is. I've always been a proponent of no player that doesn't suck will ever play a year on the qualifying offer. Like Greg Monroe did it. And guess what? Greg Monroe sucks. Suck then sucks now. Like dude's just trash. You mean on the minimum? No. Um, Or taking his QO. Taking your QO after your rookie deal. And so that you can enter restricted free agency the following summer. No good player will ever do that has always been my stance. And forget September, up until a month ago, I was still strong in that. But then every time the name Zion Williamson is mentioned, it's just, it just seems more and more, more plausible that this dude might not reach 150 games in New Orleans and that he might play, he might take the QO. So he can get out of there. And it just blows my mind because there's just so many components. He's when he's on the court, he's been really good, but he's only played 85 games in three years. So the idea of taking non like not taking a long term contract with that injury history with his body type seems asinine. But from everything he's doing to not reaching out to CJ McCollum to not being on the team's um, season, season ticket, ticket renewal email. package. Yeah. Like, it just seems like his time there is over. And maybe that means that they wind up trading him for an enormous package. But if that doesn't happen, I think there's a chance that 
I can't believe I'm saying this because I've been so again. I think this is the stupidest thing in the world. But I think there's a chance that this guy really looks at the QO. And so, as the number one pick, his money's going to be significant. It'll be like 15 million or so. You know what I mean? So the, 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 for you, the, there's no way that's true is that back in September, you would have been a hundred percent certain that no one would ever do that. And as it we just sit doesn't here, make sense to me. And as we sit here on March 3rd, there's a chance in your mind. Yes. And I'm not the first person to say this. Like there's been people that before September were in on this. And I just, the idea of a really good player playing on for the QO, like with no financial backing, the way injuries happen in sports for the upcoming year. Like how often do we see a player really hit real free agency? Like where we don't know, Oh, there's a deal on the table and that's where he's going. I would be, so I'm still not there. I'd be utterly shocked if he doesn't take an extension. He hasn't played basketball in 12 months. But he has all of next year. Yeah, and clearly he doesn't want to be there. That's that's true. So, all right, that's a good one. You said it was going to be nerdy. You lived up to to the bill. Yeah, 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 you lived up to the bill. Ian, what's your, there's no way that's true. To me, it's if you would have told me that, I mean, forget at the beginning of this season, but if you would have told me 2019, 2020, if you'd have told me that there was a draft within the next five years that was going to be as good or better than the 2018 draft, I would laugh in your face. And I I, I just could not believe that's true, right? 2018, Aiton, Bagley, Doncic, Jackson, Trey Young, couple slots down, Wendell Carter, Mikhail Bridges, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Michael Porter. I mean, that's Anthony Simons down there. It's a loaded, loaded group. But what we're seeing from Cade, Mobley, Barnes, Giddy, Wagner. That is a special, special group. And, you know, we're not going to know if, you know, if this is going to be 1984, 2003, or, you know, 1996, or any of those, like, epic, epic drafts. But I never thought that in, within five years that I would see a draft like 2018. And, and, you know, we go up and down the line. Cade Cunningham, that's a multi-time all-star. Lock it in, right? Evan Mobley, that's an all-NBA guy. Scotty Barnes, that's an all-NBA guy. Giddy, that's an all-star. Yeah, I mean, you can just see it, right? And, you know, that that just doesn't happen. And I think that what that goes to show, and, and by the way, anything we get from Jalen, the Jalens, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, and then like sort of the, the high swing guys like Kuminga and Zaire Williams, and you know there's always going to be someone in the 20s that pops. I just think it's, really special to see where the league is going and how absurdly deep and how, how absurdly deep it is and how amazing these young guys are. I mean, you watch Cunningham, Mobley and Barnes and Giddy and Wagner, and it looks like those guys are five-year vets and that's just not normal. So I think that would be it. The draft, the draft popping like it's popped already. Quick trivia. We've had four months worth of, Rookie of the Month awards. Both. So one for the East, one for the West. Can you name all the winners of the Rookie of the Month award for this year? Oh, Ian's nodding. So let's try with Rob first. Absolutely not. Um, All right. I know that Evan Mobley has to have, he probably has two. He's got one. He's got one. Um. Does Jalen Green have one? He does not. Help me out, Ian. I'm struggling. The the best stat, Ian, drop drop the best stat. Mobley, Barnes, Wagner, Cunningham. Those are the four that have won in the East. In the West, it's just Giddy. Giddy's won it every single month. (laughs) But if you think about it, right, if you go through, right, who's in the West? Jalen Green not popping hurts that. But outside of that, Cade was East, Mobley East, Barnes East, Suggs East, 
Giddy West, Kuminga, who's a I would, project. I would have thought Kuminga would have snuck in. He had a, he had a solid two to three week stretch there. I would have thought he's he was never going to get. He's never going to get the run on a good team. No, but well, he's he's in a rotation. He'll be in the playoff rotation. I'm just well, saying. Let let me. I would have thought he if we're one. talking if we're talking about things that maybe it's things that I wish wasn't true. Clay Clay Thompson came back too fast. It looks that way. He came back too fast, and if I'm Golden State. I'm getting real nervous because in round two, I, I can't say I have a ton of interest in going to Memphis. I just don't. Cross-country flight, that's a young team. That place is going to be rocking. I don't like it. You're not right? the it, real reason they don't want to go. Four to seven games of Dylan Brooks guarding you sounds like the ninth level of hell. Like that dude doesn't care about fouling out. Um, he has no clue that you're actually better than him at basketball. Just, just no. zero clue. Zero We're gonna clue. be like, yo, that's Steph Curry, three-time champion. Like, who the, he's gonna be like, who the hell's that? Yo, that dude can't carry my jock strap. Swing the ball, Ja. Like that dude has no. What uh, Simmons calls them like irrational confidence guys. That guy's an all-timer. He's gonna hack you on the other end and then shoot tough shots. Like, well, you know, you're not the alpha dog here, right? And who chases Ja? It's a long series. Andrew Wiggins, like, which is sure. scary. Hey, I love Wig. It, w- it would have been it would have been Clay three years ago, but he ain't doing it now. He'll break Clay's kneecap. I'd right be now. I'd be real nervous. <laughs> I'd be real nervous about that. And like, look, they came out. They were hot. I mean, I remember Steph first half of the season. We're talking like, yo, like just give him the MVP now. Yeah. And now he won't even be on the ballot. And I think what's funny is they still they're like six wins away from the over or something, which was one of the funnier clips that we've had on the podcast was Rob Shaw claiming the under and Ian going absolutely insane. All right, I'd so love to go back through that. By the way, we I'd are to going go back to that. We will oh, that, because we will we will absolutely do it once the season's over. We'll do it. I missed sure. on Utah. I missed on Utah. Yeah, on Utah, not Utah. They suck. on Utah. I missed, oh no, sorry, I hit Utah. No, Utah's gonna I go missed, over. Utah's gonna go over. No, they won't. Yeah, they still suck. Yeah, mm, I, they right. got to get to like 20. 60 wins. Lakers, I was wrong 54, about. 54 and a half was Utah. But absolutely, absolutely nailed, 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 nailed uh, Bulls. Okay, okay, see, I'm getting it wrong. And Knicks. I told hey. you the Raptors would be better than Knicks. I told I you. Was, you None of you guys believe me. No, either. we all, hold on. <laughs> we all believed you. I actually had it written down to bring up the fact that things that we knew would be right was going to be that the Knicks would be worse than the Raptors. I Again, no, no, the, the, I had it written down. Don't worry. I, I would have bet my house on that. We're giving you credit for it. So um, I would have, with the Raptors, again, one of mine was that they're going to make the playoffs. I thought Freddie would get all NBA. This this uh, injury is, is kind of hindering that. And the guard spot now in the, in the East is going to be tricky because, you know, Harden, you know, is going to get one now. Um, so do you guys have any more? Because I actually like brought like five. All right, go. What do you got? If you have any more, please do it. Because if not, I'm going. I um, think you got one, Rob. Go. I think this one has to be addressed, and like this is low-hanging fruit. But James Harden asking you. out of a yep, second team, yeah. The Nets being the biggest what if in NBA history. They played twelve games together. Me, you, and Ian have more podcasts together than games that Kyrie Harden and Durant played together. That's absolutely correct. It's not even hyperbole. That is and absolutely then, like, factual. Harden asking out of like I, I I'm often a player apologist and I gave Harden per, I was like hey I get him wanting out of Houston who wouldn't want to go play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and for the bulk of my life so the bulk of you guys' lives too I've assumed the Eastern Conference has been the Eastern Conference like going out east has been significantly easier than going out west absolutely that's why LeBron stayed there for so long so why wouldn't he want to do that? This guy is petty, petty. What? You have a hardened Nets jersey? That's what you're showing on the stream right now? Still has the tag on it. That's how that's how how long how long he was there. You know what? You know why I hate those jerseys for the Nets, even though they're beautiful? They look identical to the 76ers jerseys to me. So I always get fucked up. I always think that I'm watching them. But you're 100 percent right, Rob. That was like, that's on the list. It's then, on the list. It has to be on the list. And then the same move, the yo, he's fat. He's not looking good. 
He's in a new situation. He could be league MVP again. He's a top eight player all of a sudden. Like that level of quitting on two teams in where we've got to be under, what, what are we, 14 months? Like we're not at a year and a half. No, no. Is wild. No, 100%. It, I thought that was the easy one. I thought for sure one of you guys would have said no, that no, as no, your I, first I, one. I just thought it was so low hanging that. But oh, I'm yeah. Like, no, I agree. No, you here. mentioned that. Yep. I have, uh, I'm, I'm just going to rattle them off. Okay. You, all right. Go ahead. To me, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the Kings would trade Tyrese Halliburton ah, on for, my list too, I had for it just DeMontis for you. Sabonis, forget I Sabonis, would, just that Halliburton got anywhere. traded. Yeah, yeah, had it for you. I would. There's no chance I would have believed you. And and by the way, um, for those who aren't Tyrese Halliburton fans, um, they're four games out of the plane, just for the record. And Indiana is also. I think them and Indiana have like almost the same record. Yeah, the Kings have one more win. Congratulations. Who's four games out of the plan? The Kings. Oh, I thought you meant the Pacers. I was like, no, they're no. way back. No, the Pacers are out, but they have the same record. Oh, got to trade your best prospect. So that's number one. It's completely inexcusable. Um, I think the next one has to be, on the negative side, has to be Atlanta. Right, heading into the season. like You, you guys just going to let me talk or are you just going to take all mine? We're the 10 seed. Like, we're the 10 seed. You know, Atlanta's, like, got to be on the – they are in the luxury tax or damn close. We're in the 10 seed after going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And last one's got to be Cleveland. That's a I good mean, one. Like, look, do, do does Cleveland scare me in a playoff series? No. Do I think that Scotty Barnes is better than Evan Mobley? Yes. Do I want to stop asking myself hypothetical questions to myself? No, but the the thing with this Cavs team is like what Kobe Altman has done via the draft is Presti ish. And I, and if you would have told me that when Gilbert gave him the extension, there's no way I would have believed you. So those gotta be it. All right. Got anything we didn't steal, Sean? legit I had seven all six six of the seven are gone and my only one was my funniest one although knowing you you guys don't like my DeMar DeRozan jokes you you guys aren't you guys aren't on board here so I'll give mine Mo Bamba is top five in something positive in NBA statistics Mm. my boy Mo bitch top five in blocks two a game he's averaging 10 points and eight rebounds Mo and playing out of position. Mo, he's yeah, he's playing. Isn't he playing power forward? Basically, he stands in the corner on offense. Just oh, chucks. I got another one. I got another one. <laughs> wait, wait. Before we get off, Mo, can have I ever told you guys my Mo Bamba story? No, other than unless it's about the song. No. So, his junior year of high school. Pardon me. His sophomore year of high school. Um, there's a big AAU tournament that comes uh, about an hour away from me in Albany. And this is right before like the EYBL circuit really took off and like all the top kids are on it. And he's playing with um, PSA Cardinals. They're sophomores. It's him, Hassan French, who went to St. Louis and a couple other guys. And I walk in the gym. It's me, my brother. And I see him and I go, oh, this kid's going to be all gym rat. Jim Rats is the tournament where they're the ones who like first broke a Mecca Okafor and Jimmer for debt. So we're like, it's a relatively big tournament and he's just seven foot and he's just, he's, he winds up being the tournament MVP. They're playing a year up, but he's like opening tap. He gets the ball corner three. Um, He's handling it a little bit like things he can't do in the NBA but like, just like the skill set is. So oh, he's Don Maker. We're, yeah, we're watching a future pro play against guys that'll probably get scholarships to places. But like, this dude's an NBA dude, and it was clear in that moment, and that was before he broke out nationally. Like, he hadn't even been to the NBA Players Association camp before this happened. And like, I've just been tracking him, so I'm super happy to see him just killing things. So and. Yeah. Go ahead, Ian. I, I, I've the the last one I got, and I love Obama. I'm glad they stuck with it, because it would have been real easy to cut bait. It would have been, and I wouldn't have blamed them, right? Like they cut bait with Hazonia and Gordon and others. Super Mario wasted nickname. 
God, he was trash. For, for like a two year stretch, he was the legit literally the worst by the, the numbers the worst player yeah. in the. NBA I remember in minutes. I, real real <laughs> quick, I when I was living in Portland, when I was living in Portland, we I went to a Raptor game there, and, and Terry Stotts, who's now unemployed, shockingly, uh, was like, you know, Mario, I want you to guard P. I think P had like twenty five and a half. Um, so my 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 last one is who would have thought after last year's Vucevic trade that. The better center plays on Orlando. Oh, you're going to go there? Wendell Carter is objectively better than Nikola Vucevic. But if he was, Wendell Carter, Wendell not, Carter not, not, not on the Bulls. He's better. That's what I was going to say. Not, yeah, on the not on the Bulls. Fair. Okay, fair. Fit matters. Fit sure. matters. Fit matters. Okay. But, but Vucevic, what Wendell, is, I think, go ahead. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. I love, I love Wendell. I loved Wendell when he came out. I loved him, by the way, another 20. I think he was a 2018. He was 2018 draft guy. I love Wendell. Loved him at Duke. I just thought he was so polished. Like, he is what we wanted Marvin Bagley to be. And, you know, this year. I would fucking hope we want Marvin Bagley to be better than Wendell Carter if you're taking him over Luka fucking Doncic. Well, no, of course, but what Wendell Carter. We want, we want Marvin Bagley to be. No, but I mean, we want I Marvin mean from, Bagley to be Chris fucking Weber. What are we talking about? We want him I to mean, be from, Wendell Carter uh, Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, taking him over Doncic. No, it, I know. It, regardless of who he is, won't matter. But if Marvin Bagley was 15, 10, and three on good shooting splits, and now is shooting threes, like I wouldn't be stoked. I mean, we're we, we're basically talking about DeAndre Ayton. That's what we're talking about. That's what Wendell Carter's doing. And he's still a baby, still only 22. And I haven't seen, and by the way, Vucevic is 18 and 11. So on way worse defense. Yeah, of course. With a really not that far apart. And if you would have told me that beginning of the season, I wouldn't have believed. Did you know that Marvin Bagley is coming off the bench of the Pistons and averaging 12 a game? Oh, by the way, don't look now, but it's seven. <laughs> He's been watching the game the entire time. All right, so you guys took all of mine. Uh, I thought this was fun. You know, there's no way that's true. Us looking back and telling each other, we wouldn't have believed it. We wouldn't have believed it. How did no one say Porzingis? Well, but hold on. So the only other one that I had was Memphis, but it's so boring. Like, obviously, no one would have thought they'd be, you know, probably a what, top five team in the NBA. No, but, but we didn't even mention the biggest one. Demar, yeah, Demar, I mean, yeah, yeah. this is this has literally that, never happened before. This has that, never happened before. People called that, and I may have been one of them who called that the worst signing of the offseason. It's six, the worst signing of the offseason. And this guy's a top four MVP candidate, yeah, it's crazy. And, and, yeah, and no, by right. the way, if I need two points at the end of the game and I can have any player in the NBA outside of Kevin Durant handle that for me, it's Demar. I love his his mid range game is what he's turned. And by the way, the mid beautiful. because of how defenses are playing, we don't need yep. to get nitty gritty and all the drop back and stuff. The mid range matters again, as we saw in the playoffs. It's also beautiful like, again. Where it used to be clunky and gross, now when we've been watching all this this three point barrage you're, forever, you're going to drop it's back. Beautiful, wow. beautiful. Like I, what Demar turnaround? Oh, that is the story. It is the story of the season. It is the. I, there's no way that that's true. All star, all so, NBA, number one overall. Player. You're right. I agree. Agreed. Bomba, Bomba's a starting power forward, though. Um, all right. Any other thoughts, boys, before we get out of here? No, a pleasure. Once again, as always. All right. Make sure you guys check out the Shaw's Law podcast. Rob would have to actually do a podcast for you to listen to it. Oh, no. So, I got some stuff in the works. All right. Let's go. All right. So make sure you check out Pod God. Shaw's Law Podcast, Harry Potter. Rob, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Ian, sign us off and uh, hopefully shout out some people out in Europe right now. I think, you know, to sign it off this week, thank you, Pot God, for coming on. I think it's been a tough week for a lot of people, um, you know, particularly, particularly overseas and in Ukraine. It's horrifying what's happening right now. So um, from the from the stands, family. We're hoping and praying for the best out there. And we believe in you guys and we we can't wait to see you come back.